morning, Reach, and happy Mother's Day. Um, I just want to say I hate that we're not together to celebrate with you today, but just know we are thinking of you and praying for you guys. Um, We found something that I love, and as I'm reading it, I just want you guys to get that we truly mean each and every one of these, and we're praying these um, over each of you. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. And especially during the stay-at-home order, we get it. Kids are constantly with you. To those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. And forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make things harder. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. We really, really do. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. Especially right now, I know a lot of you probably want to spend time with your children, and you can't maybe because of the stay-at-home order. So just know we are thinking of you guys. To those who have lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who have experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who have aborted children, we remember them and you on this day. To those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life that has not turned out the way you longed for it to be. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths. To those who have envisioned lavishing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who have empty nesters in the upcoming year, we grieve and also rejoice with you. To those who have placed children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. We just want you guys to know we love you guys, Uh, we pray for you, and um, we're just excited to celebrate you guys today. So let me just um, say a quick prayer for you guys. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for all the mothers out there, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you just hold them tight today. Lord, that you give them encouragement. Um, You bring them joy today, Lord. Um, I pray for fun conversations and um, with their loved ones and with their children. And may they just feel extra special today. In your name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Reach, and happy Mother's Day. We are so excited that we get to still wish you happy Mother's Day. I wish that I got to see you face-to-face this morning uh, and wish you happy Mother's Day. I miss... Um, those times that we have here in service to give high fives and hugs and handshakes and just seeing people face to face. We look forward to the day that we will again see each other here on Sunday mornings at the Senior Center. But until then, we'll be greeting you every Sunday with our online service. So we're grateful for all those that are tuned in, all our REACH family and those that have found us online. If you're new to us, let us know that you're new. We would love to know um, and get connected with you. With You You can do that at reachcommunitychurch.com. You can scroll down to the connect and send an email in, a contact to us, and just say, hey, you know, been enjoying the services. We would love to hear from you. 
So we're starting a brand new series today called Unstuck. Over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about um, how to get unstuck. And what does that mean? We all go through seasons of getting stuck. Let's admit it. Let's say it out loud. Where one part of our life stops moving forward. And that may be not just one part. That may be multiple parts. So we're going to take a few weeks and talk about how do we move forward. How do we get unstuck? Maybe it's in your relationships. And with this stay-at-home order, you've probably seen your spouse or significant other more than you ever have. And maybe that's been the most wonderful, blissful time ever, and maybe it hasn't. Uh, So we're going to spend some time in the weeks to come to actually talk you through how do we get unstuck in our relationships. Maybe it's your finances. Uh, maybe uh, this is only exposed, this quarantine, this you know, the job loss, your potential not working as much as you were before, but it's exposed a weakness in your finances, in your budget. We're going to spend a week talking about that. Uh, maybe there's lots of areas. One of those areas could be your fitness Um, And we're not going to necessarily spend a whole week on that, but that is definitely something that we can um, spend, need to spend some time on because our bodies are very important. And the list goes on and on. Today I'm going to deal with the most critical part of really getting unstuck. If we skipped this, we would, I would just be giving you tips to make things better, but the problem won't change if you don't fix the first thing. If you don't acknowledge the first thing, there'll only be tips, but there will be no lasting effect. And we want you to have a lasting effect. We want this too. We want you to get unstuck. We want you to be moving forward. And my one thing that I want you to hear today, and you'll hear it in the text that we're going to be covering uh, in Matthew 11, is to choose your yoke. Choose it. Because part of the reasons why we're stuck, which we'll get into the text in just a minute, is the yoke that you've chosen or the yoke that you've chosen to put on. It'll make a little bit more sense in just a minute if you don't know where I'm going. And what, what's the tension here? Some of our tension, some of your tension may be that you still think that you can fix it. You still think that you can get yourself unstuck. And I'm telling you, I've, I've been stuck before. Um, not too long ago, I was in this big truck and I got stuck in somebody's front yard. And it took me like two hours to dig out of this mud, put blocks in there, try to pull it out with something else. It did not work. But finally, we got out with a lot of effort and a lot of energy. And the, the great thing is, is that I'm not stuck in the mud anymore in that big truck. But how obnoxious would it be if I just said, hey, I'm sorry, I was delivering something um, to this person and I got the truck stuck in your front yard, but I'm just going to live it there. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to let it sit there. And and our lives are kind of like that. Our front yard has this big old truck in the front of it that we won't deal with, that thing that's stuck. And so we want to deal with that. And we want to acknowledge that there's some things, most real things, that we cannot fix in our own. And so we're going to look at the text today. We're going to look at that one thing, that first thing that you've got to have in all of the areas that we're going to talk about getting unstuck in. You've got to get this first one first. And so let's pray. Dear Holy Father, Lord, we just pray right now that you would open our eyes to see and acknowledge areas of our life that we are stuck, that we're 
currently not moving forward in. And Lord, we pray, I pray, that you would open our eyes and our hearts to see and realize that you're the only one that can get us unstuck. Help us choose the right yoke. Help us choose to trust and obey and live for you. And so, Lord, right now, we pray that you would bless the reading of your word. We pray that you would encourage those that right now are listening to this service online. And, Lord, we wait with expectation to see what you will do in the coming weeks as we choose to move forward with your help. And, Lord, we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you're... um, Turning ahead, um, we're going to be in Matthew 11. Matthew 11, specifically verses 25 through 30. But right before that, there's this text that's going on that Jesus literally says, Woe to you, unrepentant. He talks about these cities. And he said that if these miracles, the mighty works were done in other cities, they would have repented way, way, way before. But you didn't because you saw Jesus. You saw the works that he was doing, but you refused. And and you kind of need to understand context matters because what we're going to go into in verse 25 has a a direct reflect on what he just said. So this is what he's saying. He's walking along and he's just going, man, woe to those cities who didn't choose to surrender, didn't choose to trust, didn't choose to believe that Jesus was who he was. And he's going to start off in verse 25 explaining that. In verse 25, Jesus says, um, at that time, Jesus declared, right after what he said about these cities, at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, That you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Amen. Anybody else? It's like, I am so grateful that this, this life that Jesus offers isn't just for the super wise, the super intelligent, those who understand everything, but he makes it available for us to hear and understand. Because these cities that he did these miraculous things and there was wise and learned people that missed it. And he's thanking the Father that, that they missed it. That, that you've hidden it from those wise and understanding, but you've revealed it to the little children. There were those who thought that life with the Father was theirs because of their knowledge or their birthright. That it was theirs. That, that their relationship, their, their connection to the Father was, it belonged to them. And he, he's telling them, hey, you've missed something really big. In verse 26, it continues, it says, Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. This is the Father's will, what he's talking about. In verse 27, It says, all things have been handed over to me, talking to Jesus, all things have been handed over to me by the Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father 
And there was a lot of people in this culture, in this time frame, that believed that they knew the Father intimately, that they were going to be with the Father forever. forever. And some of those same ones were the ones that were yelling, Crucify to the Son. And no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone. Listen to this. And anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. The beauty is, right now, even in this medium, that the Son could choose to reveal the Father to you in this text. It's His will. It's His choice. We only get to know the Father through the Son and only to those He chooses to reveal it to. Now, that's a deep end, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not jumping into that deep end right now. But there's lots of good things that can be gleaned from this. But we, we get to verse 27, so we, we've already seen Jesus say, Man, I am so glad, Father, that you've made it available to these little ones. And what do little ones do? Jesus actually uses this later on. It says, you know, unless you have faith like a child, what does a child do? He trusts. He believes. If you've had little kids, you, you've told them things that weren't true, you know, joking. I had an uncle that took me on snipe hunts. We've talked about that before. Led me through the woods for hours at early crack of dawn over a fictional animal that didn't exist. And I believed it. We My cousins, we were waiting, looking. We believed that we heard it and saw the rustling. It was there. Children believe. And I'm not talking about a naive Believing that when it comes to our faith, what I'm talking about, as a child, we have to trust and believe that when Jesus tells us something, it is our best. And it comes to verse 28. It says, come to me. This is what Jesus is saying. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He didn't say come to, and this is, this is great, this is beauty. He didn't say come to a building. You can have rest. You can have this, you can become unstuck right now sitting in your house. See, we don't come to a building. We don't come to a philosophy. We don't come to a religion. We come to a person. And his name is Jesus. He says, come to me all you heavy, or who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are any of you right now laboring and heavy laden, have a burden on you that you cannot remove. The life of the stock are those who labor and are heavy laden. This is the active and passive side of human misery. Because they're laboring, they're striving for it, but they're, that burden they can't get off their back. So where are you going to go to get unstuck? Where, and this is the key. Where are you going to go? Jesus. There is no perfect life. There is no unstuck life, in my opinion, without Jesus surrendering to him. And I'm not just saying, hey, just claiming Jesus uh, like we do a lot here in the South. A lot of people claim Jesus that aren't surrendered to Jesus. Like they would claim anything else that I, you know. I am, blah, and that's what I am. 
But they're not surrendered. They're not giving their life to him. They're not surrendering and taking on that yoke. And so what do you do when you come to Jesus? What he says in verse 29, he says, take my yoke. So for those that don't understand um, this term, I mean, you've probably heard it, but in this culture, a yoke was this wooden thing used to connect a beast of burden, a donkey, uh, a... a, 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 um An ox. That's the word I'm looking for. To use an ox. It's this wooden thing that they would put on the animal, and the animal would pull the plow. And it was really specific that they had to be made for the right animal. And as you saw, my brain completely stopped working. And I couldn't think of the word ox for a long period of time. But take my yoke, this this wooden contraption that you're you're surrendering to like the ox didn't have any other choice they're putting this on and they're pulling the plow and and jesus saying hey come to me and take my yoke in the in the key here is there is a yoke on you one way or the other whether you take jesus or not it's not like well i'm going to be yokeless no you have a yoke you're putting a yoke on yourself every day take my yoke upon you and learn from me For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And I want to just say this, because I think sometimes we see easy, and if you've been a Christian for a long time, if you've been um, someone who's surrendered to a life of following Jesus, it doesn't always seem easy. And I want to make sure you understand that easy doesn't mean what we think is easy. Easy here, the word literally means good wholesome and kindly so he's saying my yoke is easy my yoke is good my yoke is wholesome his yoke isn't going to weigh you down his yoke isn't going to be a per a burden and he says and my burden is light See, you will always have a yoke if you're stuck right now let me tell you what's happened One way or the other, if you're stuck right now, somewhere you've put on a yoke. Somewhere you've put on burdens on yourself that have caused you to be stuck where you're at. They've caused you to stop moving forward. You're, You're putting it on. Some of it was done by our own choice and some of it wasn't. And the beauty, beautiful thing is that Jesus can free us from both of those things. The ones that we caused and the ones that happened to us, he can give us freedom in. But he tells, and, and this is what we're going to go for. See, over the next few weeks, we're going to spend some time, like how do we get our relationship and our finances and all these other things right? If you don't get the surrender, if you don't put on the right yoke, you won't be able to get unstuck. You won't be able to fix these things. But if you learn, because he says, learn from me. And what we're going to do, what I'm always going to do here at Reach is I'm going to give you something that he's telling us to do. 
Because he's saying, learn from me. He's going to tell us things. There's things in his word that are going to help us move forward, that are going to help us get unstuck. And learning from him and taking on his yoke is trusting that when he says something, it is the best way. When he tells us to do something, it is for our good. It is for our best. Look at this in John 8, verses 31 through 32, and then verse 36. It says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, just like what it said in 29, learn from me. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. What does that say? That if we're not abiding in his word, if we're not looking for his word to lead our life, then we may not, may not be his disciples. Because it said, if you abide in me, in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Freedom is our means of getting unstuck. If we don't get unstuck spiritually, if we don't get Jesus, we don't get on the right yoke, we're going to be stuck one way or the other. We may get our finances in order. We may have a budget. We have, may have a relationship that, that looks you know, good on the surface. And you know, for the most part, it is good. But if we miss this one thing, we've missed everything. And then in verse 36 of John 8, It says, so if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. So my question this morning, has the Son set you free? I cannot answer that question for you. So you can be set free from the Son and still put some burdens back on you, which we'll we'll mention in just a second. It says in a scripture we're going to take out of Galatians in just a minute. That don't submit yourself again to the yoke of slavery of sin. So some of that freedom may have, it's a continual process. It's like everything else. It's something that you're going to have to do from this day forward. You know, getting unstuck isn't this one little thing that we pry you out and then you're up and you never get stuck again. It's something that you're going to have to work on forever. It's something that you're always going to have to make sure that you're putting on the right yoke. And so what do we do? What do we do with all this? This is the world we live in. There's so many things that people are trying to place on our back. So many things, so many burdens people are trying to put us in, trying to get us to live under. You are right now trusting in one yoke over another. Which is it? One is heavy, hard, and burdensome. And the other is light and easy. Remember, easy is good. One is good. And one isn't. One will lead you to life and freedom and abundance. The other will literally suck the life out of you. Will destroy you and those around you. That freedom Jesus wants to give us is his to give. He told us earlier, it is the son's right. 
It is the Son's right to choose any, to reveal the Father to any of us. So the beauty, the beautiful thing is right now, He can lead us to life. I, I believe as I'm talking about this, there are some things that are coming to your attention. Some things that you're like, I, I just, I just, I don't know that I can get free of this. And I just want to, I want to encourage you that with Christ, you can do anything. Literally. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us who are his sons. That resurrection power can set you free. But you have to acknowledge it. You have to, what did Jesus say in verse 28? Come to me. If you're trying to fix it yourself, if you're trying to make it happen, stop. Be still for a second. Acknowledge your inability. Beg, plead, ask for Jesus to come in and intervene. And he already knows. He already knows what's going on with you. But it's time maybe for you to acknowledge it to him. And say, God, I need help with this. He wants to help you. He wants to lead you into an abundant life. Listen to this. Um, Galatians 5.1 It says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Don't turn back to it. If you've, if you've turned back to it, repent of it. Walk out of it. Choose to live in freedom. 2 Corinthians uh, verse, chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If the spirit is in you, there's freedom to be had. There's freedom to be experienced, even right now. Earlier, uh, in, in Matthew 11, when Jesus was talking about I will give you rest. He was most likely using a, a quote out of Jeremiah 6, verses 16. Jeremiah says there, it says, Thus says the Lord, Stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the way is good. And walk in it. And find rest for your souls. The, the rest for your souls is in the walking on this good way. And the response in the end of verse 16 it says, But they said, We will not walk in it. So here, here's the truth that I want you to hear this morning. And the one that Jesus said, Come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Walk in it, and you will find rest. Following Jesus has never been about just saying a prayer, just acknowledging your need in a service. Following Jesus has always been a journey where we follow. <laughs> where he leads through his words and we 
follow. And that's what we're going to do over the next few weeks. We're going to give biblical advice about what it looks like to have health and be unstuck in some of these areas in our life. But you cannot be unstuck in your relationships. You cannot be unstuck in your finances. If you choose to walk it out, because here's the thing. You could get unstuck. You, you could be totally in debt and get totally out of debt and have a lot of money. And at the end of the day, the money becomes your God. It becomes your treasure. And that treasure, when it's not, when you don't have the first thing right, can still become a burden. It becomes something that in today's market, if you had a lot of money in the stock market over the last three months... You're probably down. And, and if, if money was your treasure, if money was your God, you could be very upset right now. You could be very burdened by something you didn't even cause that you didn't even do. But what we want to do is we want to walk in it. We want to walk in the truth because any truth, James deals with this directly. He says, don't just read the word. Walk it out. If you're not walking it out, you're not trusting it. And what we want you to do this morning is to trust His Word. And it starts with going, where do you go for your freedom? Where do you go for this fix? And it's always been a person. It's just not you. It's not me either. That person is Jesus. And Jesus wants you to trust him even in the midst of chaos. Even in the midst of what's going on in our world. Even in the midst of what's going on in your life. And what he's asking you this morning and where I'm going to close. He's asking you to choose your yoke. Do you want to keep the one that you're wearing right now? Do you want to keep the, the burden? Or do you want the yoke that he offers? And if you want his yoke, you have to walk in it. He says you need to learn from me. You need to be active. Because when you put that yoke on, you don't just put the yoke on and sit down somewhere. The yoke is a job. And I don't mean like, hey, put on the yoke and you become a minister. I mean that when you put on his yoke, you have new purpose, you have new meaning. Your your relationships and your finances take meaning with that purpose. And God wants to redeem those things. And so this morning, wherever this finds you, if you're stuck, if you're overladen if your burden is too much for you to bear there's one person that can help remove that there's one person that can give you that and he said to us in verse 30 it says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light if you want that ask him for it right now you can pause the video you can ask those around you, like, this is, I, I need this. And let me tell you, if you're struggling alone, 
If there's a burden too much for you to bear and, and, and you just need some guidance along walking this out, let us know. We're still the church. We're still wanting to help you carry your burden. Show you how to turn it over to Jesus. Reach out to us. We're grateful to be here in these times. So, like I said before, have you chosen your yoke? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful. Grateful that you choose to reveal yourself to us in your word. Grateful in this moment for those who are overburdened. Your children and your future children. And that are desperate for your intervention. Desperate for you to help remove that yoke of slavery and put on your yoke of purpose and kingdom. And so, Lord, right now for every single person that is struggling in that pattern of being stuck, Lord, I pray that they would see your hand reaching down. I pray that they would reach out and say, free me. Lord, I thank you for the freedom that you will and are bringing. And Lord, I pray for those this morning that may be saying for the first time, I want to be your child. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on them. Let them experience the life and joy and peace that comes from you. Our Redeemer. The one who loved us before. The one that chooses to love us now. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, we are thankful um, that we've had another Sunday together. As always, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you can do so. Just hit subscribe, hit the little bell beside it. Uh, that'll let you know every time we post a video. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to share it um, so that your friends and your circle of friends can see um, this message today. And until we see you, we love you. We'll see you next time.